Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And welcome to the show that can't promise you if we're going to be here next week, but we're here tonight. (laughs) It's another episode. It's a black and white thing. I am one half of the dynamic duo. I am a one. I don't know if you can still find us on AmpedEntertainment.net. I'm assuming the website still exists, but. If you want to get on the World Wide Web, you can go to amptheentertainment.net. Check out episodes of the show. You can go to the Twitter page, uh, at Brains and Bars. Same for Facebook, at Brains and Bars. As always, we are recording at the Humble Ones studio. B. Harris, we, we do appreciate your your support and everything that you do. Um, as always, I guess I shouldn't say as always, but coming, making his triumphant return, finally! He is back. I am joined by the good homie A Ward. What's good, man? I feel like I should just deserve some kind of background music or something when I come <laughs> in. Like, no, I'm joking. <clears throat> good to be back, bro. Good to be back. What's I up, can y'all? Play twerks this. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up, y'all? A Ward here. I am AWard.com. That's where you can find all my stuff on social media. All my social media hyperlinks, uh, music battles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, good to be back. Um, it's been a, over a year. Has it been over a year? Yeah. Um, I think when I look at the archives, we had Jarvis here. Um, I think you, no, no, it's not been over a year. It's been, um, seven months. Cause we're in the, we're in the ninth month of the year, eight months. Cause you had just came back, I think from, uh, Gully versus Gannett. Okay. I think we talked about that battle. Okay. Uh, recapping that. So, so yeah, we talk, that was January, so it's been eight months. Nice. And this is episode 44? 44, episode 44. Um, and we are being, we are joined by oh, special, yeah, special guest host, um, frequent contributor to the program. Um, you can find him on his podcast, The Same Difference Podcast, yeah. Season two, episode seven. I think it's nah, seven. Man, we had episode. We working on episode ten. Man. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm only episode behind, but no, actually, I'm listening to the episode right now. That um, or I'm making my way to it. I started it, but we are joined by the Los Factor from the Same Difference Podcast. What up? What up? Cool, cool. I'm chilling, chilling, chilling. Um, you know, so for since it's been a while, let me reorient you guys, get you guys back into the groove of how we do things. So we start off the show every time we record i'm gonna say every week we're gonna see what's gonna happen but every time we have the show i start out with what i've learned for the week we get into what a ward is looking forward to then we get into three to four topics you know gonna we'll have some songs we got a special set of songs today i got a little playlist that i curated for you guys today for a special occasion so we'll get into that as well so we're gonna start off <laughs> i with, had a song for you too okay you know what you know what i if had you, a song for i can't and, and I couldn't I couldn't think of the songs. <laughs> but, it, but I know the song. How about you help us out and give us the little the melodies and stuff? How's it? How's it? How does it? <laughs> how does it sound? Maybe we can. The reason you're saying that is because you're trying to say something. You're trying to reference something that happened earlier. Oh. And I don't appreciate. That. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. we can just move forward. Thank you. Gotcha. All right, all right, all right. So. Real quick, um, I want to get into what I learned for this week. And actually, let me start the timer because that's going to let me know when I when to end the segment. But um, what I learned this week. So I'm, you know, I'm on Facebook perusing, browsing, stalking, doing what I do on Facebook. And I come across this story. Um, and it is about a woman. 
she is married. She is an aspiring actress. And she uh, spends a lot of time away from her husband, but she enjoys affection. And so she pays um, a stranger, I mean, that's the best way I can put it, to cuddle. She is cuddling with this man while she is away from her husband because she, to, to quote her exactly, she enjoys affection. Um, and so, you know, she's doing this. Now, the interesting thing about this story is her husband is also a cop. So we throw that all in the blender as well. A woman who enjoys affection, who's only with her husband two to three days a month, and is spending time cuddling with this man that she sees. When you watch it, when you see the video, they are they are cordial, familiar with each other. They know each other. Um, and to me, I, I listened to this story. I watched what was going on. And I said, this is a recipe for Dateline. This sounds like a Lifetime movie waiting to happen. You have a cop cop who she's married to she only sees two times a week she spends her time cuddling with this man that she's familiar with hold on one more time two times a week two to three times a month i'm okay. sorry right. she sees her husband two to three times a month yeah and Dang then she spends her time in new york cuddling with this man sounds like a dateline story ready to happen the other part of this story that i found to be interesting and the, the part that everyone loved is that the gentleman was making 80 dollars an hour to cuddle with to cuddle with this woman 80 bucks an hour and I saw that and I said are you guys hiring do you need any additional help because I am here for 80 <laughs> bucks an hour now mind you in this situation with this woman that he's frequently cuddling with I mean listen I I phrase it as you are tightrope walking with no net with piranhas crocodiles and lions waiting below and the and the rope is greased who who is though the the guy or the girl? Everyone involved. The, the guy for sure. The guy for sure because, you know, me and the home, obviously we had a conversation about this and the homie market said, well, look, there's it's really not a big deal, you know, because the guy knows what the expectations are. He knows he's there to do a job. The homie B said yeah. it's a business. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah. I understand it's a business. Yeah. But what happens when... <laughs> She, you know, the woman is, she's a pretty lady. She's not like she's ugly. Yeah. What happens? That B, she wasn't ugly. She's not ugly, B. She wasn't like. She was not ugly. She wasn't like, hey. I mean, right. She wasn't, she wasn't like that. But I mean, but still, you're a guy. And homie, hold up. Let me make this also, this point. Homie also said, listen, sex, you know, sexual feelings are a part of this. And my interpretation of what he said was, when those feelings arise, he goes and takes care of his business, and then he gets back to his business. That's how I felt. That's how I interpret. This is a family show, guys. That's, and you know what? That's why I phrase it in just that way, right? Because so, first off, <laughs> this is this is hilarious. This is just I understand the business side of it. Okay, so there are things that I won't do at my job to get fired because I make good money. $80 an hour is good money. Good, good money. So, if I have self-control and I can suppress, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily think it would be that difficult. I'm going to use the word difficult a lot. Did you Have you seen the video? I have not seen the video. Watch. You ain't got to do it now. But when we're done, it's in, it's in our group. Go watch the video. And I'm going to tell you. Uh, continue. Just continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting. <laughs> 
Secondly, does he have to be Big Spoon and Little Spoon at times? Yes. Yes. This has happened. She says to him. No, he says to her, do you want to be Big Spoon or Little Spoon? And she says, I'll start as Big Spoon. So there, <laughs> it's a lot happening. A, okay. And then thirdly, if I was the husband, he would have to be gay. <laughs> have to be gay. Like I, you couldn't get hired for this position unless you were gay. <laughs> I do not know what how his orientation or how he gets down or how he kicks it. He did mention men and women in the video, and I would have he mentioned that. I would actually have a uniform. <laughs> this would be the cuddle suit. When you walk in, <laughs> you get into this suit. <laughs> and this is what you cuddle my wife in. <laughs> listen. Listen. All I'm, she's in her PJs. And not like anything revealed. It's not nothing like right. you know, not negligee, lingerie. But she's in her PJs when she meets him. I mean, like he's rubbing her back. And it's not to say that people, that two people can't engage in certain things and it be platonic right like i'm not saying that this whole stupid thing of well men and women can't be friends yada 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 however what i am saying is when you are a man forget about man and woman when you are two people who are engaging in intimate acts and cuddling is an intimate act definitely all it takes if you're the guy you're there for business you understand you're here to get this bread it's 80 bucks an hour cool but what happens let's just say her and her husband are having a hard time they just had an argument. She's upset. He's doing his normal cuddle thing, consoling her. She's, you know, she's saying she's pouring her heart out to him, and then she puts a move on him. What are you supposed to do at that point? That's when the cuddle suit activates. <laughs> <laughs> See, the cuddle suit has a built-in Fitbit that understands your pulse, your heart rate, <laughs> and it alarms me on my smartphone. <laughs> That things are happening. <laughs> the cameras come on in the house and all the lights turn on. It's literally. But no, yeah. Um, I mean, I cannot imagine. Because I'm assuming that he works a few days a week. I mean, Or is this like an every night? I, I mean, I don't know what his hustle is. All I know is that 80 bucks an hour. Like me and my wife were sitting at the table last night talking about this. First of all, she gave me permission to do this if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you look when you do the money, you do the math. Wait, she gave you permission to what? To be a cuddler. Oh, I thought you just meant to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way in the world. No, I, she gave me. She was like eighty bucks an hour. She was like, "Hey, if you can control yourself," and I said, "I, I said no, I would not put myself in that position. Like, I just, I, I would just wouldn't. I wouldn't. It would happen. No, never mind. I'm not going to talk about it, scenarios of what would be the ways I would actually get into this job. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but. But I mean, we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. She she breaking my leg, breaking her foot off. No, anyway. But like I said, man, that's just a uh, eighty bucks an hour. That's crazy money, though. Like if I could just cuddle ugly chicks. No, 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 no. no. Check this out. Check this out. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, eighty bucks an hour is a lot of money. However. What is the definition of cuddling, right? I feel like the definition of cuddling is um, like holding or, or, or consoling someone. All, all this is happening in the video. While awake. They went to sleep. Like you can, they're taking naps. 
Okay. So to me, 80 bucks an hour is a lot of money, but I don't know that you can necessarily cuddle for eight hours. I can make it happen. That's just like a different, that's, you're not a cuddle. Like cuddling to me is you come over for two, three hours, we watch Netflix, you know, whatever, you fall asleep, I get up, go home. You know what no, I mean? They take, no, they're taking naps together. Naps. Spooning. You're, you're literally getting paid while you sleep. Because you're still in the act of cuddling. Right. Still in the act so of cuddling. So long as I'm cuddling like, you, I want my bread. Yeah, but I'm just thinking like as like the, the, her need is um, human affection. Affection, right? Exactly. Human contact. And I would think her need would be to get her to sleep. So hold up, B just said he said human contact. There's a difference, but she said she needs. There's a difference affection. between contact and affection. He is that is true, but in the, in in her case, sometimes you can be in contact with God. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Okay, but, continue. But, but you're but there's just not an there's not a affection. There's not a connection. There's not a connection. Okay, okay, all right, Pastor Boots. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So y'all can let me know what y'all think about the story. The story is crazy. I mean, like again, man, that particular story is just a lot happening. And there's just a, in that particular case, there's just a lot that could go wrong. I don't know. I just could see like if he if it was he was coming over for two three hours a night, you know. Oh, I'm whatever. sorry. I'm sorry. The reason they only spend two to three days together a month is because she's in another city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and let's then, just throw that in the melting pot too. Yeah. So he's far away from. He's her too. far away. Yeah, so, but I mean, I can see like, oh, this this helps me get to sleep. You know, I need comfort to fall asleep. Maybe she has some. PTSD issues with somebody breaking in her house or something. I got a question. What like is this guy's cuddle game on mastery or something? <laughs> I mean, like, why is she going all the way just to see this guy? No, well, no, so no, no. she's in New York on business. Okay, so she's in this city on business, and, th- and that's her cuddle guy in New York. Like, that is her cuddle. Does she guy. have a cuddle guy? That's in, her guy in Miami. Does she have a cuddle guy in Yay. L.A.? I don't know. I, all I know is in New York, that's her guy. Okay. So here's my thing. On the flip side, obviously he's a, a master cuddler, but she's yeah, obviously reached a master. Like, like she is obviously yeah. an amazing wife because who's gonna put up with somebody who has to have human contact all week long while I'm gone to 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 be sane? She said that she is ninety nine point nine percent sure that her husband does not have a problem with this. Well, he does now because everyone's reading the article and talking to him at work about, hey, who's cuddling your wife tonight, Johnny? <laughs> all, all jokes. All He's jokes. getting all jokes. All jokes. He's getting all jokes. That's hilarious. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Again, yeah. you throw that into the pot. I'm telling you, there's a lot happening in this, man. It's a lot. Wow, man. But anyway, y'all yeah. hit us up. Let me know what you think about this story, man. Like I said. A lot happening. Yep. Um, so, A-Ward, I'm going to turn it over to you. What are you looking forward to this week? Oh, man. Start a new job this weekend. Um, I'm going to be cuddling for $80 an hour. <laughs> 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 no. Um, what am I looking forward to this week? Obviously, it's Tennessee, Florida week um, in college mm. football. Mm. Um, and uh, that, that game still means something to me, not really the rest of the college football world these days. But um, excited about that. Definitely. Um, let's see. Outside of college football, what am I looking forward to this week? Um, 
I think fall's here. I think actually I think September twenty first, right? Is, is the it first tomorrow? Day of fall? I think it might be tomorrow or Saturday. So yeah, yeah, one of those two. So I'm looking forward to the fall, and um, I just bought a lawnmower, so I'm looking forward to mowing the grass. Now that I'm a homeowner and old and boring, these are the things I get to look forward to during the week. But yeah, um, definitely college football. Who's Notre Dame got? Uh, they are playing. I don't know. Fan check. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know there's there might be a QB controversy brewing, but it's not Stanford. Stanford is next week. They already played Ball State. They just played Vanderbilt. I do not know. Let me check. By the way, while I check, you and Loso have any friendly wagers on this game? No, we don't. Uh, he doesn't want to bet me anymore after the last bet that he just. I mean, is the is the one? Yeah, is the NFL such a one still standing? Bet, yeah. Yikes! I mean, yeah. how, how, wait. How does he blame you for him making the bet? Right. He he blamed. Yeah. 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 So my my me and my friend Loso, um, shout out to Loso, um, one fourth of the four horsemen, made a bet in March, March second week of March. We were in uh, San Bernardino, California together, and um, he began to tell me how good the San Francisco 49ers were going to be this year. Um, he basically uh, bought in to the Jimmy Garoppolo hype and said, did you see how they finished the year last year? 5-0, and or, you know, finished five-game win streak, yada, 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 um, and made a bet with me that they would finish with a better record than the Los Angeles Rams. And the winner of the bet, so the loser of the bet, let me say it that way, has to fly the other person to their hometown for the weekend. To kick it. So, I get to go to Tampa. I mean, it was already a horrible <laughs> bet because, I mean, he has to come to Kansas City. Not that I hate Kansas City, but it's just not as good as me getting to go to Tampa. Not in the wintertime. Yeah. <laughs> not in the wintertime. Yeah. I hope you got yourself a nice uh, down coat, Loso. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna, don't come up, don't right. come up here with no little windbreakers. <laughs> it ain't going to cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Notre Dame plays Wake Forest. I, I had seen, I knew about it, you know. Yeah. I think the thing is with me and Notre Dame, I'm not – I'm a pessimist, so I'm downplaying everything. I think they're going to lose this week. I think they're going to lose this day. I think they're going to lose every game. Um, I really thought they were going to lose to Vanderbilt. Quarterback play, man. I don't want to yeah, – quarterback play. Brandon Wimbush. There's, and the reason I said quarterback controversy, Brian Kelly was – he was asked about who's going to be a starting quarterback this weekend. He was noncommittal. Brandon Wimbush is a dynamic runner. However – you you remember that video of Alex Smith when he was uh, at the QB challenge and he was throwing <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. he couldn't hit the target. That like, was a sad. That was like <laughs> that was when he got I, traded that I, night. I wanted someone said, to come up. I want someone to come up to him and just put their hands on his shoulder and just say stop. <laughs> like just say stop, and yeah. then and he just walk off. Like you don't you you do not have it. Yeah, you don't have it. That is Brandon Wimbush at times on screens, swing routes, intermediate routes. He can hit the deep throw sometimes. So again, it's it's a lot, man. It's a lot. I don't I don't want to talk about Notre Dame right now because that's just this is gonna bring my mood down. So <laughs> speaking of moods, we have one for you right now. So our next, I'm gonna tell you coming up out of the break after we listen to the song, we're gonna talk about Vontae Davis. Um, and so, you know, Vontae Davis, obviously, as you, if you know, he quit during halftime of the game against the Bills. Um, he decided to call it a career. He said he didn't have it anymore, and he just he, – he was like, time is up. 
So in honor of Vontae Davis quitting and walking out on his team, I put together a list of Vontae Davis, I'm leaving playlists. That's what I'm going to call it. Vontae Davis, I'm leaving playlists. And so to kick us off on this playlist, the first song you're going to listen to is Drake. It's called Now and Forever. And so you listen to It's a Black and White Thing podcast, A1, A Ward, the homie, the lowest factor in the building. Drake, Now and Forever. It's over, yeah, it's over, yeah, I'm leaving, I'm gone, I can't stay here no more, and I can't sleep on the floor, man, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, you know I got my reasons, yeah, I'm leaving, yeah, I'm leaving, yeah, I'm leaving, I'm gone, I'm leaving, I'm gone, had to knock down the wall, yeah, I swear to God that I'm gone, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, no looking back when I'm gone, no looking back when I'm gone, no more, 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 yeah, I'm leaving, I'm gone, I've been doing this wrong I've been here for too long I'm leaving, I'm leaving, you know I got my reasons Yeah, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving Alright, and that was again Drake with Now and Forever on my Vontae Davis I'm leaving and I'm never coming back playlist So, you listen to It's a Black and White Thing, A1, A Ward, the homie, the lowest factor in the building So, let's get into this um, the Buffalo Bills. First of all, first week of the season, almost got fifty burgered. Did they? I don't think they did. They score a touchdown in the game. They might have scored one touchdown late. Or, they scored a, a field goal. I don't even know if they got that. I feel like they. Hold on, let me let me look it up and see. They either got a late touchdown, kicked the field goal, or I think they might have lost forty-seven nothing against the the Baltimore Ravens. They made Joe Flack. They made people think that Joe Flacco no, might actually be good points. again. Okay, so they know with thirteen points. Wow, wow, I, I know think so. That. So they they got either way they got smacked down in week one. Week two they come back they take on the San Diego Chargers. San Diego jumped out to a huge lead. I think it was twenty eight six at half. Um, game ends and as soon as the game ends, I get a notification. Vontae Davis quits at halftime. He go. He said I he I guess he went and took a shower. I don't know if he cleaned out his locker or not. No one knew he was gone until like maybe some part of the third quarter where they found out, hey, he's not here. I mean, homie went AWOL. Literally went AWOL. Um and went and went went back to the crib. There That's, are go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, my my question. They were playing the Ravens. This no, this is last week. So they were playing the Chargers. They were playing the Chargers. Playing the Chargers. Was he on like who was he holding? Was he holding Keenan Allen? He like, probably like, he might have been on Keenan Allen at parts at parts of the game. I mean, if you're Keenan Allen, like how do you feel if the guy holding you 
quits football. Like <laughs> he quits a sport he's literally played his entire life. He quit a sport he's making millions of yes. dollars doing. You made this man quit. Like, do you feel good? Or you kind of sad? Like, dang, I was. I mean, I made dude quit. Like, could have just just ran a drag route. Yeah. But I, mean, <laughs> I guess I just needed to hit him with the double move, dude. I mean, that Keenan Allen is 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 nice, but come on, man. Hey, oh, that sucks. So Vontae, he he came out. He gave an explanation. Um, you know. Bills players were furious, and I understand yes, why I get it. they were furious. Because I mean, the ideology behind football is it's the ultimate team sport. Yeah. It's all for one, one for all. You here for your brothers. You sacrifice for your brothers. It's blood, sweat, and tears. We are in this together. Yeah. And for him to say at the halfway point, like, "Hey, I'm out." Like, I can I can understand why they're mad. Vontae came out and said, "Look, man, I just ain't have it." Just I, I just I realized in the middle of the game that I didn't have it and I didn't want to I I didn't I couldn't be out there anymore. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're saying, but you couldn't tell nobody. Like, like homie just th- he chucked up the deuces. And so and so now my next question. How bad are the receivers? On his team that he thought he still had it <laughs> in practice. Like he was gonna get these dudes in practice. He thought he still had like, oh, I'll keep it up with everybody here. <laughs> and he plays one other team. Like, oh, these dudes uh, like like uh, I don't know. Like that's my thing. I would love to ask Kevin Benjamin yeah. that question. Like, that's hey Benjamin, uh, so he can guard you? <laughs> was he, he locking you? Yeah, was he locking you up in practice? <laughs> Could you not get off the line? Like I I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Like the the whole story to me is just really crazy. And the only thing, like I I know there have been columns calling him a hero. Uh, I don't understand how you call what? him a hero. Calling him a hero. Okay. I don't know if it's because it's it's because it's know thyself, right? It's a self actualization of understanding that you don't got it anymore. I've seen people on sports talk radio kill him. I heard a caller say. Um, you know, this is disgraceful what he did. He was like, when I was 11 and I had plantar fasciitis, my dad wouldn't even let me quit football. And I'm like, yo. That's because your dad was living vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> like, did your Still father. remembers the days he didn't get to start in high school because the coaches. <laughs> right. Like, I, I was like, does he like, did he love you? Did right. he like you? As it, were you abused? Because, listen, I, I, have, I have struggled with plantar fasciitis. I have Achilles tendonitis in both my feet. Walking is essential to life. Okay, like walking is essential to life. And the fact that your father has you out here playing with plantar fasciitis issues <laughs> is like one of the cruelest things I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I wouldn't just I wouldn't just broadcast that. I, said, I wouldn't be telling people that like, he was yeah. proud. Yeah. He was proud. And so, like, like, I, I would love to hear from you guys. If you got any stories of walking out on the job, I have never walked out on a job in my life. I, I mean, that's just not within me. I do know we had, um, I do have a story where I was at my job. We had this temp guy we brought in. He was driving one of our vehicles. He had been there for about three days. We were having a pizza party. Everybody chipping in $5 or whatever it was. I just want to say, you have some of the best stories when it comes to people that are quitting or deserve to get fired. (laughs) No comment on that part, that latter part. But anyway, so we chipping in $5 for the pizza. Homie's like, yo, I ain't got the five dollars. Like, I, I ain't got it. I'm just, I'm new here. I ain't got the bread. So one of my coworkers says, oh, I got you. Don't worry about it. I spot you. Just hit me back when you get paid or whatever. 
cool, cool. So, man, you know. Chop that $5 up. Go ahead, though. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, I don't. It might have been more like. I can't. It was 5 or 10, but it's 5 for the sake of the story. So, you know, pizza comes in. Everybody having a good time. We eat. We laugh. And we talk. And homie's like, hey, uh, I'll be back. All right, cool, cool. So, we sitting there chopping it up, you know, chilling. It's time to go back to work. <laughs> yo, anybody seen Johnny? Hey, yo, Johnny. You. Johnny gone. <laughs> Johnny gone. Johnny done ate good. Dang. I mean, ate well. Got him some pop. Got him some little cake. I'm out the door. Never to be seen again. And I mean, it's. Was it a hard job? No, it's not. It was not a hard job. Homie just didn't want to do it. Homie just didn't want to do it. Three days on the job, walked out. So I mean, I don't know. What other stories do you guys have out there? Hit us up. You can hit us up on Twitter at. Brains and bars, same thing for Facebook. Hit us up with your stories of quitting, whether it be football. So shout out to Bomani Jones. Bomani Jones did for a good like two months had excellent stories of people quitting football. Um, you know, like if I'm Taiwan Jones, did y'all see the hit? I think I posted in the group when I did predictions that that huge knot on Taiwan yeah. Jones's head. Oh god. So what happened was he was a punt, got fielded by the Bills, dude fumbled, Taiwan picked it up in the end zone, someone ripped his helmet off. And before they could blow the whistle to stop the play, someone hit him helmet Ooh. to face. Let me tell you something. Y'all thought Vontae Davis was a problem? Dog. Take the jersey off. Take the take it take it off me on the field. I'm never playing again. I would like to announce my retirement from the game of football. Like if, I, if somebody hit me without a helmet. When I wake up, <laughs> I'm just wherever I am. I'm I'm just going home. I don't care if I'm in the back. I don't care if they got the people looking at me on the house. I'm going home, man. I, I'm I, I'm done. Like I, I'm done with football. Like like protect me, <laughs> protect me, refs. It's your fault. I'm hurt. Oh, they hitting hitting out here. <laughs> that, oh. that big old knot. You see this knot? Protect me, ref. And Vontae Davis was probably driving home and said, see? See? That's why I'm out. Yep. But, I mean, you know. I, uh, I quit one time. One all sport. Right, all I right. quit one sport. I quit. And, uh, so, since birth, right, I've been a quarterback. Like, that's that's what I did. That's, you know? This was your birthright. You this were QB1. I, I, I was QB1. All right. I, I, was, I was being groomed into being a quarterback. When my dad was around, I was the quarterback. When my dad wasn't around and I was at school, I was the quarterback. When we went and played in the freaking park at the apartment complex, I was all-time quarterback. Like, <laughs> that's just what it was. I remember we went to Dollywood, and you know how you can get those pictures, like the old-time pictures, and then you yeah, can get yeah. some other pictures. Like, they had, like, a, a Heath Shuler one or whatever like that. So I was, like, six years old, like, in the Heath Shuler face mask and stuff and had it on my wall because I was going to be the next Tennessee quarterback. So I finally got signed up for football for the first time ever, you know. And I think I'm about seven, seven or eight. And we go out there, and I'm playing guard, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I get it. Like, not all kids are – like, all kids are around the same size then, you know. So there's not really – but I'm, like, on the the, – I'm on the offensive line, and I'm looking over at the sidelines at my dad – Instead of looking at, like, the ball when he's that, like, why am I not quarterback, Dad? Like, why is somebody else? 
And I made it about three practices and quit immediately. <laughs> and Yikes. said, I will not go back if I'm not the quarterback. And then finally, when I was 10, I play, I started back in football and I was the quarterback and I played quarterback until my freshman year so, or sophomore year of high school. And uh, and then I, I kind of just lost the love for it at that point in time. So I feel like I really quit in high school, but uh, I just started playing some other sports more. But yeah, there was just. I wasn't having it. Not as a kid. No, that was that was like my destiny. You know, like I just there's no way I was playing offensive line either. There's that absolutely boy. no way. <laughs> that boy said he thought he's gonna be he sure, and they said, "Hey, Anthony Munoz." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <He> sure did. <laughs> Get on the line. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. I was so small too. Like the helmet. Like when you're on the line of scrimmage, you're almost falling over. Like the, your three point stand is to actually keep you from falling over because the helmet was so heavy. That's hilarious. Yo, so hit us up. If you got more stories like that, hit us up, man. Let us know what you got going on. So the other story I want to hit in this segment, and I and I, I hesitate to bring this up, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 2-0. and They're going Monday night football. They take on the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers at home, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is a man on fire right now. Like, I cannot deny him that putting up huge stats. We were week one, we're sitting at Uglies watching the game and we're looking around for, you know, the Saints and we're like, yo, Tampa Bay just scored. And then we sit there a couple of minutes past, yo, Tampa Bay just scored again. We said, yo, they just scored. Like they were marching up and down the field as if the New Orleans Saints did not exist. Like it was seven on seven or seven on none. The Saints fought back. They, you know, they try to keep the game close, but they end up losing. I think it was 48-40. Week two, I'm thinking, okay, look, Nick Foles is trash. Okay, I, I, I've been telling people forever, anyone who would listen, that the magical carpet ride or the magical carriage ride that's, that Nick Foles is on is going to turn into a pumpkin. They won a Super Bowl, clock struck midnight, and he's it's a pumpkin now. The ride is over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw, but I thought, you know, that Eagles defense, they'll make enough plays. They'll do what they did in week one, make enough plays. No, they didn't. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes off for, I think, another three touchdowns, over 400 yards. And so now we have the sports world has taken to calling him Ryan Fitz Magic, which I don't understand how we're doing this with this guy. We know his M.O. It is contract year, put up major, major stats, get a con- get a new job, get paid, suck for the next four years, bounce around the league, although this is his last go-round. He can't bounce. He's been in the league like 14 years. Here's the thing I want to hit. Here's the thing I want to hit. Should he replace Jameis Winston permanently? Because there's already been talk about this. Deshaun Jackson, I'll get into this particular phrase he said, says he should not be replaced. But I'll ask you guys, should Jameis be replaced by Ryan Fitzpatrick for the rest of this year? Let me give a little bit of more context. Jameis is in kind of a contract year himself. He has an option next year with the Buccaneers to pay him $20 million or $21 million on the books for next year. If So they have to find out what they have. So with that knowledge, after this week, after Monday night, would you reinsert Jameis Winston as your starting quarterback? I think you have to know the answer to this already. Like, this is not... Um, well, if we keep winning, he stays our quarterback. But if we lose a couple games, then we'll throw Jameis Winston in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's clear, cut, and dry. Like, either Jameis comes back and becomes the quarterback, regardless if he throws six touchdowns this week against the Steelers and is three weeks in a row offensive player of the week, regardless. 
Like, Winston comes in. It's his job. He has obviously a much higher ceiling. He is supposed to be your quarterback of the future. Fitzpatrick doesn't have that much more in the tank, you know, as to what he can do for an NFL team. Or you have to have come to peace with the fact that you're not re-signing Jameis Winston. And for the team continuity of winning and the locker room, you have to say, we're riding with Fitzpatrick, even if he starts, even if we go 4-0 and then all of a sudden we're 4-4, it's still Fitzpatrick. You know what I mean? Okay. So I think it's really cut and dry. Los? This is what I would say. <clears throat> you hate to go against a hot hand. I mean, you got a, you got a hot hand. Hey, it, it's okay to double down on that, you know? It's okay to double down on that. And right now, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the high hand. However, <laughs> <laughs> if you just look at Ryan Fitzpatrick previous years and how bad he's been, I mean, there were times, too, where I said, hey, like he he's not a professional quarterback anymore. Like he's done. Like he's like he's playing bad. Like like he's horrible. And so, but but now he's doing good. Everything is nice, you know. Everything. So Fitzpatrick has his way of putting a spell on people, and this is all fluff. And I'm telling you, it's gonna be the next this week coming up. I think we see the demise. Of Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't know, man. That, that Steelers defense, listen, I mean, they like they can't. Okay, all right, all right. The the demise of Ryan Fitzpatrick is coming week three, and it's going. And, and I, my thing is this: you you get James back in there, he's your guy, and if and if James is the type of personality, if he don't think you believes in him, I think he's going to play even worse. You know what I'm saying? So like, so if the team's not behind him, I mean, I like, I, I don't think he's one of those guys that needs that competition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jairus needs to know that he's the guy. Like, like you gotta tell him that he's the guy. So I say, hey, you go, you you, you go, you go with this three weeks. You say, Fitzpatrick, you doing good. You did good. Then after the game, you bring him to the office. Uh, Jameis Winston is our starter for week four. You know what I'm saying? And then that's it. So what you do to him. I agree with what he's you're saying. He's a backup. I agree with what he's you're saying. He's a backup. He's no foes. He, he, he's no foes. He's no foes Super Bowl foes. Okay, okay, okay. okay he's okay, no okay, Super Bowl foes. He's not. So I agree with what you're saying. I think you do need to switch him out. Um, you got to find out if Jameis is your – if he's going to be number one overall pick, is this is this your franchise guy because you owe him bread. You owe him that $20 million. If you decline an option, he goes and becomes a su- success somewhere else while you're trying to find your guy again. Yeah. You also hit on something that I wanted to hit because I think I disagree with this in this particular sport. Deshaun Jackson said, you can't take the hot guy out. He's got the hot hand right now. And I'm like, football hot hand theory is ridiculous. Like there's no such thing you go. as hot – Hold on. Hold on. All right. Let me stop. Let me stop. I believe. He basically just said everything you said was wrong. That's yeah. not true. Because Lowe started his out with, you hate you got- to go against the hot hand. And then now you're getting ready to tell us hot hand theory is. Okay. I think in basketball, 
I think you can be. I've I've experienced this for my for myself. You can be hot in a single solitary. Was, the hot hand is more related to football than basketball. No, the reason I say it's it's more related is it can't relate to football because because football is so it's eleven guys. The schemes you're going to run up against on a week to week basis are going to be so diverse. Basketball, there everyone has a system, but the 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 common it's only five guys when you're shooting. Shooting a basketball and throwing a pass. Here's the thing. You what? hold on. Ryan Fitzpatrick is being credited with Fitz Magic, right? Two of his touchdowns. Most of the work was done by the receiver. So who do you give the credit to? He made the throw, but who made the play after that? Deshaun Jackson catches a 30-yard pass. He jukes defenders for the next 40. O.J. Howard catches like a 15-yard pass. His defender tries to knock the ball down. He misses. He gets some good blocks, and he's gone. So out of those 400 yards, 150 of them came off of pretty much off the back of his receivers. Yeah. So what I'm saying is in that sport, it's so random. It's more random than basketball. Basketball, you get hot. We see, we watch Steph do it. We watch Clay do it. We watch Jordan do it. We watch every great player you cl- you care to name. But that hot hand theory has also caused the Knicks to pay Jerome James an absurd amount of money because he was good for three games. Uh, Jim McElwain got paid because he was good for a couple of play. Like you cannot in football. I don't think you can uh, ascribe to a hot hand theory. Because it's more random, it's more moving pieces in football than it is in basketball. In basketball, you're shooting the ball. Like it's more the your ability to get a shot in basketball versus everything working in your favor in football is just two different components. It just yeah, because football is harder. I can agree with that. Yeah, like I'm not. I I can absolutely throwing a pass to to a moving object would always be harder than throwing. Exactly. Something at something that's standing still. Exactly. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. You need so many things to work in your favor. It's it's just more random. Like I said, he had two of his so touchdowns. If, if you're doing that, if you are on the streak where you're doing that and and uh that rem- whatever is harder and you're doing that uh great, then that's better than you're doing something at a lesser level. I'm doing, not saying like, I'm I, not, I don't understand that. I'm just saying that it in basketball you're you're more in control of of being hot per se than you are in football. It's just more random. It's almost like we play we play on the poker app, right? There are times on that poker app where you get it. I mean, I've experienced it for myself. You get extremely hot, right? And what and at least for myself, when I hit a certain point, I go, you know what? I'm going to walk away because it's not going to get better than this, right? I walk in there, I win thirty million off the first hand. You know what? I'm gonna play a few more hands and see if this streak is gonna keep going. But it's so but the it's random. So I can't risk losing all 30 million because I feel like I have a hot hand now. So I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I just think the hot hand theory in football doesn't work because it's just it's more you random. You can't agree with what I'm saying if you're saying that. No, you're saying we can't agree. We are agreeing no, to an we extent. No, we not agree. We are agreeing. No, to there's nothing I agree about what you're saying. <laughs> so please stop saying you agree with me cuz I don't agree with you. Thank you. You can't ascribe to hot hand theory in football. Okay. It does not work. And that's why we that's why we disagree. It does not work. And that's why we disagree. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. Let me know what you think, like man. It. Do you ascribe to the hot hand theory in football? I do not, for the reasons I just listed. 
It's too random. It's more. It's like playing. You're literally playing the slots and thinking because you hit twice, now you're hot. A A A one has. I don't know what it is, but it's similar to shock logic. It is and not I shock. Don't, lo- I don't know the name for it. The hot hand theory is, is shock logic, sir. sir the hot hand sir, theory is sir, shock logic, sir. Continue, continue, sir. Thank you. I don't know what it is. Like, there's not, I, I can't think of a name for it, but it's similar to shock logic. It's called sound but logic. So, the hot it's so It's essentially momentum anyway. I'm not having <laughs> this. I'm not doing this with y'all. Because we got another argument we're going to have in this next segment. Okay. So I'm not doing okay. that with y'all yeah, tonight. Okay. And we're talking about the hot hand theory, which is momentum. It is and not we're momentum. Referring, it is and not momentum. We're referring to the most important position on the field, the backup quarterback <laughs> of Ryan. Yeah. So of course, a one right now is just, yeah. you know he's he's really got to make sure he's theologically correct in his assessment of what this it's is. It's sound. It's too random. It's too random. Okay. All right. It's too random. Anyway, yeah. so we're gonna move on. We're gonna get to this next segment before random. we do. <laughs> but before we do, we're going to bring you the next song on my Vontae Davis, I'm Leaving and I'm Never Coming Back Again. It's from your homegirl and mine, Mary J. Blige. It is not going to cry. You're listening to the, the non-hot hand theory believing podcast. It's a black and white thing with A1, A-War, and the Lost Factor. Never like Mary J. Blige. Yikes. We might have to talk about that out of the break. Stop breathing if you told me to Now you're busy loving someone else Eleven years of my life Besides the kids I had nothing to show Wasted my years all full of life I should have left your And we're back on It's a Black and White Thing with A1, A Ward, and Homie the Lost Factor. That was Mary J. Blige with Not Gonna Cry on my <laughs> Vontae Davis, I'm Leaving and I'm Never Coming Back playlist. Yeah. Um, that's a great question, Homie Lost. Yeah, I got a question. Like, did the Jets in Cleveland put together some money so they could, like, did they pay to get on Thursday Night Football? Cause there's no way that those two bum teams like like why are they why are they on Thursday night? I want to say that every team in the league has to do a Thursday night game. 
I think if you go and look at the schedule, I think you will see all 32 teams represented. So that is how the Browns and the Jets end up on – well, this particular game ends up on Thursday night football. Yes, all right. It's horrible. So speaking of the NFL, um, there's a lot going on in Pittsburgh in the Steel City right now. Mm-hmm. They are 0-1-1. and Yeah. Um Patrick Mahomes put hands and feet on the defense this weekend. I mean, to his credit, Big Ben, you know, he got some licks in on the Chiefs' defense, but it wasn't enough. Um, And then after the game or during the game, much was made of Antonio Brown yelling at some uh, some coaches. I'm gonna need you to put the goat after that, man. A B the goat. A B the goat. Thanks, thank you, thank you. I'm gonna need you to put the goat after that. Okay. A.B. the GOAT was getting on some offensive coordinator, wide receivers, coaches. Uh, the next day, after people made some noise about that, a former Pittsburgh PR uh, employee made a statement that Antonio Brown should be grateful that he has Big Ben as his QB. Otherwise, he'd be nothing. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not paraphrasing when I say his response was, trade me and let's find out. That is a direct quote from his Twitter <laughs> timeline. He did not go to practice that Monday. or well, it was They don't practice on Mondays. It's just meetings on Mondays. He did not. It was a no-call, no-show, you know, which, you know, I don't care what, what frame of life you work in. No-call, no-shows, no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there have been discussions since he's returned back about his attitude and, um, you know, if he's a team player, he's selfish, he didn't cheer when – James Conner or Big Ben scored a touchdown. He stormed off the field, yada, yada, yada. So I guess my first question to you guys, uh, and I'll chime in after you guys are done, is this a big deal? Is this Should this even be a story? All of these, the confluence of events surrounding Antonio Brown from game day all the way to today, should this even be a story? Yes. Why? Well, I think that we know that the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room and their team is just – there's just something different about the Steelers um, this year. Um, the toxicity, I believe, um, with just the offensive linemen coming out and having statements made about Le'Veon Bell and his holdout, um, with the start of them being 0-2, with um, – I don't know, just different things that are going around. Like, obviously, when you're losing, things are magnified, and A.B. the GOAT is A.B. the GOAT. I mean, why why would you not make it a story? I mean, he's the best receiver in the NFL. He's unhappy, and he was visually arguing with his offensive coordinator on the sidelines, and he didn't show up to practice. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a it's, – it's, it's a deal. I don't know if it's a big deal. I don't think AB is about to, you know, but I mean, just, just, it's definitely something that, that, um, is worth talking about. Uh, I believe, uh, the Steelers are, <laughs> I don't really know that, like, their whole, their whole organization right now, it just seems like, 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 like you would think that they went, you know, 17, 16, and 0 last year won Super Bowl because it's like, what's this whole losing thing we're doing? Like, they seem so, like, clueless. Like, why are we not, like, blowing these people out? So, I don't know what they think about their team, but when you got offensive linemen talking about the running backs and doing, you know, like, being, I don't know, like, like you got that going on. And you, got, you got your star running back. 
having album release parties, you know, jet skis, and being so public about it, you know what I'm saying? And then you have your AB the GOAT, the cup, the Madden cover athlete arguing with coaches on the sidelines. That's a story. Like, that's a story. So, you know. So here's what I say. I think I feel like when quarterbacks do this, so Brady this weekend or this past weekend against the Jets, like he was yelling at someone. I don't they don't show He's who. always yelling at someone. He's always Brady's always yelling at a receiver. Exactly. Yeah. When he does it, it's leadership. When Dez does it, when A B the GOAT does it, when anyone who is not a quarterback does it. It's rebellion. It's rebellion. It's it's look at this guy acting, especially if you have a history, right? So T.O., I can keep going on and on with this. If you have a history of being disruptive in any kind of way, if you have an outburst on the sideline that isn't that isn't punctuated by you clapping your hands and saying "Let's go," it's a tantrum. It's you acting out. It's you being emotional. It's you causing a disruption. At the same time, though. I understand that there's a coach, but the the quarterback is the leader. He is the appointed leader. So if you don't view the quarterback like that, I can understand. But if we all work together and I'm the appointed leader and I'm on your case and I'm saying this has to get done, this has to get done, this has to get done, let's get it done. And then the next day I'm still the appointed leader and you turn around and feel like you can say, no, this has to get done, this has to get done. It looks a little different because – you are technically seen as a level below me, like you that you're not in that necessary that role to make that to make that. Yeah, I, I mean, I and from a skill position, saying. it always comes across as if you're not getting me the ball. So you know, like if 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 the quarterback has the ball, so like <laughs> like it's not like he's not getting the ball, you know. <laughs> So it always looks like you're not getting me the ball. It always looks like a personal thing. And the quarterback is more of a – it's a little bit of a twist on it. But I do agree that, you know, they that they should be given the benefit of the doubt in certain situations because it's not all – I mean, there are teams where your your leader might not be your quarterback. I mean, if Eric Berry was healthy right now, um, I would say that he might be the leader of the Kansas City Chiefs before we knew what Patrick Mahomes was going to be. You know, and now he's kind of looked and seen as someone who's mature enough and everything. But it, but I understand, so. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I feel like, and I, I think I might have heard Marcellus Wiley talk about this um, in a clip on his show with Whitlock, which I can't think of the name of right now. But he talked about how he was like, part of this is social media and the 24-hour news cycle. Because he talks about players on his team, when I think when he was in San Diego, and their defense was really good, and he was like, you would, he said, if you had social media or you had all these reports that came out every day, he was like, you would see this teammate sleeping. This teammate got beat up at a club the night before, didn't come to practice. This player was uh, <laughs> hungover when he, and he showed up late to meetings. He was like, you would see all this dysfunction happening within our locker room. Because, listen, li- so I work at my job. I, am, I supervise 10 people. There is always something going on. Always something – there are times there are times of harmonious peace and everything is good, but then there but more times than not, some something is going on somewhere. And on and it's on some level of uh, okay, that was whatever too. Oh my God, why? Right? You got fifty three men. 
53 different personalities, 53 people broken off into separate cliques based on position, race, uh, personality, whatever. There's always going to be something. And we make this, I, again, I feel like the media loves to go distraction, right? If someone is in the corner doing something, they're going distraction, distraction. So that, I just, I don't know. I it, I agree that it is some level of deal. Um, I don't believe Mike Tomlin has lost control of his locker room. I don't believe people that, that, the, that the players have control of the organization and they're just doing whatever they please. I don't believe that. Although, if I were Mike Tomlin, I might tell Paul Antonio to the side and say, hey, man, help me help you. Like, that's that's that boss stuff. Help me help you. Can you not respond to idiots on social media? Please, don't be on here talking about you're going to punch journalists in their face or trade me and find out. Come holler at me. Um, I think I saw somebody say something that was very great life wisdom. And he said, when you're pissed, leave it in the group chat. Antonio Bell needs Bell. I mean Antonio Brown, excuse me. Thank you, AB the GOAT, needs a group chat where he can go in and he can get his rocks off and yell and be upset and angry and then present to the world this image that they want. And that's how you solve that. I don't I yeah in a that works in a perfect world. That that works. But I'm gonna tell you, man, <laughs> like here's the thing. I know uh, the homie uh, A-Ward, he can probably tweet something controversial. And he'll probably get <clears throat> about 100 or so likes. You know what I'm saying? He'll probably get like 150, like little conversation fee, right? I post some controversial. I'm getting like three likes. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting, I'm getting like three likes, and I'm getting probably like three conversations. Those conversations probably everybody in this room. That's my life. That's his life, right? Imagine if you put something on Twitter, and some, and it's like some, some somebody else put something on Twitter about you. And it has a hundred thousand likes. <laughs> it has two hundred and fifty thousand retweets, and there's like a million comments. And you click on that button, and you don't see the feed. And these people are talking bad about you. Like, have you? I mean, there's never. I'm gonna let y'all know something about y'all. There's never been a point in y'all life. Where a hundred thousand people were talking bad about y'all. That's that's never happened. So I'm saying that we don't know that level. So if I'm at that level, you know what? You might get a response saying, "Yeah, trade me and find out." You might get that. So I can't bash at, uh, AB the goat for saying that stuff because I mean, that's how you feel. If you're on the sideline, you're mad. I've been mad on the sideline of. Flag football. <laughs> I've argued with, with a coach in middle school football before. Like it happens. Like you get upset, you know. So I'm not. I'm not. So I'm not. I'm not worried about that. Tumbling needs to make. Uh, he discipline needs to be made. He needs to talk to his people, and they need to get back to winning. And winning solves everything. This is true. This yeah. is true. You know, you're absolutely. And you know what? As much as I enjoy doing this podcast, like I. If it if this podcast were to blow up, it blows up. 
but I never want to be that famous. I never listen. Listen, A War had some stuff to say about Eminem, and I catch most of his tweets. I did not see. I did not catch. I saw the Eminem tweet when he first posted it. I did not follow up for the subsequent reactions to said tweet. And I clicked on that mug like <laughs> two days later and just saw a string of, what, have you lost your mind, you stupid, yada, yada. And I'm like, yup. Like, did, Straight did, rude. Like, yo, did, I mean, they acted like you slept with their girl. Like, you slept <laughs> with their mom or something. Like, what, why are y'all so mad? Uh, that's a whole other thing with this Eminem thing. But why are y'all so mad? Like, yeah, so I just. Like, why, like, like what kind of people, like, like just will type that stuff out about somebody they don't know. Like that's just a weird person, you know. People, people who know that they won't show up at their doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> like straight up. Like if you knew, if you type, like again to speak of what you said about AB. If 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 old boy knew after he hit sin that five minutes later he was gonna get a knock at his door, you know talking about come outside, come say it to my yeah. face. Like there's no way, and that's the pro, and that is the obviously the worst thing about social media. Mm. I mean, I see this as someone who is immersed in specifically battle rap uh, social media on Twitter. These guys say the dumbest stuff, and then when you block them, oh man, I was I'm a fan. I was just playing. Nah, but no, bro, you don't get to talk to me any way you want. Just and then continue to keep access to to my feed. This is a two-way street when it comes to respect. I don't want to go down this whole tangent because I could really go in on this whole battle rap thing and how people, like, it's just, it's crazy how people on social media feel that they can say whatever they want to you and then try to bully you into not blocking them under the guise of, hey, let me continue to talk crazy to you because it's just Twitter. Like, straight up, like, if, if you could tweak something, and I've had to say this to people on social media who, who were talking crazy to me, like, hey, bro, if it's really, if you feel that way, we can meet up. Like, you're in my city. I've had to tell people, we're in the same city. If it's a problem, we can meet up and you can say what you have to say to my face. Because I don't do social media back and forth like this. That's just a personal rule of mine. And so, man, I don't know. I don't know. You're right, but you were point well taken. Point well taken. So we're going to get into our next, take another quick break, get into my next song on my Vontae Davis, I'm Leaving and Never Coming Back playlist. And this is a classic, uh, one of my favorite joints from back in the late, early 2000s, early 2000s. This is Donnell Jones, Where I Want to Be. You're listening to It's a Black and White Thing podcast with A1, A Ward, and the homie DeLos Factor. We'll be right back after this. Baby girl, a message saying I'm be coming home. I'd rather be alone. She doesn't fully understand me. Cause I'd rather leave than to cheat. If she give me some time, I can be the man she needs. But there's a lot of lust inside of me. And we've been together since our teenage years. I really don't mean Heard about I need some time to be alone. 
Is Donnell Jones with Where I Want to Be on It's a Black and White Thing podcast with A1A Ward and the homie Delos Factor. All right, so I talked about in a previous segment we're going to have another argument, and that time is now. Um, in the group chat yesterday, I don't know how we got on the subject. We were talking about sports as we usually do. We're talking about uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots, and I made a statement, and I said, you know, I don't think that the Patriots – I think the Patriots are a fringe playoff team this year. Um, I thought that them getting Josh Gordon was going to be the thing that possibly could push them from 8, 9, 10 – or 7, 8, 9 in the playoff race to 6th or 5th in the playoff race. Um, and so you and you were like, come on, you don't believe that. And I said, listen, I, I believe that, that the Miami Dolphins – are going to win the division. I think they're going to win the East, and they're going to represent the East in the playoffs. Now, whether they're – I don't think they'll be a, a one or two seed. I think they'll be a three or a four, but I do think that they're going to win the AFC East. I think that Tom Brady, as great as he's been, as great as he is, the train can the train has to stop at some point. The ride has to stop, and I think the ride is coming to an end. I think it's over. If it's not over, the lever has been pulled and the ride is starting to slow down. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, in my opinion. I think Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I do not. I think this is it. I don't think the offensive line is going to be as good. Um, I haven't looked at Brady's stats. I don't think they've been stellar. He threw three three touchdowns week one, but even then he only threw for like 200-something yards. It wasn't a crazy amount of yards. He was not great against Jacksonville. A lot of people aren't going to be great against Jacksonville. That's my take. Y'all were like, keep that same energy tomorrow. We're going to see. We're going to see. Yada, yada, yada. I'm keeping the same energy. The Miami Dolphins will win the AFC East. The New England Patriots will be a fringe playoff team. I can confidently say, <laughs> I can confidently say this, and I say this with, um, a hundred percent certainty. I don't believe that you believe the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't even think you believe it. So it's hard for me to argue against words that I don't even think that you believe. It's hard for me to do that. There's because so I, I I don't I don't think you believe that the Miami Dolphins are going to win anything. And if you do. I want consistency in your in your pickums. I want consistency <laughs> in your fantasy teams, in your speech, in your conversation. Everything needs to be directed that you believe that. Okay. I don't want to and, and, and so sir, sir. Okay, okay. Don't bring up a trade about you and look. Don't bring that up. 
I want you to just from from this point on, I want you to keep everything that you believe going forward to saying that. Uh, every every week I'm looking at your pickums and I better see Miami winning whoever they playing. But nobody goes 16 and 0. I I want I want you to have all this energy that you that you yeah same energy yeah keep all that energy into Miami Dolphins that First they're going to win. You're being unrealistic. I'm not. I'm picking, not being unrealistic. You are. I'm not picking anybody to go 16 and 0. Number one. Number two. I have picked the Dolphins to win all three games thus far. I have picked them to win all three of their games. I picked them to beat the Raiders this weekend at home. It doesn't matter. You you're asking. They're bombs, you're though. asking for They're receipts. Bombs, though. You're asking for receipts. You're, you're bombs, I'm giving though. you receipts. You're, 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 hold, you're on, bombs. hold on. Hold on. I have drafted Ryan Tannehill in two of my three leagues. I wanted him in, in WOGH. Your quarterback's was wacky. Anyway. Right, go ahead. Anyway, number yeah. two, I drafted Kenyon Drake in WOGH. I did not get a chance to get him in the other two leagues. You had a chance to. Not right. not right. where it made sense. All right. All right. Not so. where it made sense. And yes, I did trade Tom Brady because I think the ride is about over. Yes, sir. You were getting ready to say. My thing is this. Maybe you've had this um mentality from before the season started. If I was to ask you who's going to win the AFC East before the season started, I don't feel like you would have said the Miami Dolphins. With of course, that being of course said, you wouldn't. With that, yes, I would have. Because you, sir. With that talking. being said, thanks. <laughs> I think it's prime time for a classic Pastor eighty three overreaction. Yeah. For you to see the Patriots lose to what's probably considered one of the best defenses in the NFL. And it make you feel better about trading away the goat to the point to where you're like, I told you so. Now I can jump on this mic. Because if you had such a, uh, what's the word for it? I mean, thinking, how many years in a row have the Patriots won this division? I want to say it's almost like the KU basketball Big 12 Championships. No, because the Jets during the Sanchez era, I think, got one of those. Okay, so but it, I think I want to say I, dating. But back since to the, then, but since then, I think it's been pretty. I think pretty it's been consistent. like eighteen out of the last twenty years, or something like that. It is something like that. You are right. I would have thought that you would have said something to one of us earlier by saying. Well, maybe we only talk to him during football season. Is that it? Like no. So do, do we only come? Hold on. With him? Hold on. Hold on. After Sir, can I talk to this <laughs> man? <laughs> anyway, do we only speak with him like like when football season? Like like is that the only time we speak to him? I I, I talk to him like daily, daily. So so it's daily. so he had adequate, yeah, adequate, yeah. adequate amount of time to to double down on this. The, pa- and, the pa- and, and, and and to say this, he had enough time. To the say Patriots this. have won the last. Eight or nine AFC titles, AFC East titles. The one time they didn't, and you're right. It's like in the last 15 years, it's once in the last 15 years. The one time so, they did not, the Dolphins did. A lot of that is is because the Patriots were very good. 
Also, some of it is because the other three teams in their division have been garbage. Are classic at losing the worst games that they should win. So not only do the Patriots have to be falling off, but you have to tell me confidently. I believe the Dolphins are going to take advantage of every opportunity they get this year. So they're like, going to have to win ten games. They got well, they got to win at least maybe. at least a minimum of ten. I would have told you the Dolphins were going to win five games at the start of this year. I wouldn't have said that. If you were a betting man, would you bet Dolphins to win eleven games? If so, how my, much would you shake, like to? Yeah, if, if so. <laughs> That's a conversation. In the words of my friend Jay Black, <clears throat> shake my hand. <laughs> so that's a conversation for when this podcast ends. <laughs> so I will say this: if you're I, if on, you're not me... about to answer, what I'm, if you if you're about to say anything other than do you believe they're going to win eleven games, we don't want to hear. No, we would like to know. No, I was no, going no, no. to respond no, to him. First. We would like to sir. know. Sir, 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 okay I have you the floor. To me real quick? I have the floor. Is it, is it okay for him to respond to me? No. Is it okay? I have the floor. I'm going to respond to him Why? First, and Why can't you answer that simple okay. question? All right, let him come here first and then you. I don't understand that. Because I, I I'm going right, go to ahead. get to you. <clears throat> Number one, we had a conversation. I hit you up after the draft. Of course. Before the season started. That's correct. And said I wanted to make the trade. Yeah. I hit you up on like a Friday. I think you hit me up like maybe either Sunday or Labor Day weekend and said, yo, you hit me up right. and you went ghost. I replied to you and said, I think that Brady is done. Now, I didn't say anything about the Dolphins, to be fair. I yeah, because I want to say this. I know. You didn't trade me Brady for Tannehill. But I already had Tannehill. Right, but you wouldn't have traded me Brady for Tannehill. I would not do that. I exactly. would not do You're that. You traded me Brady for luck. So Point you're telling me A-word. Brady is going to decline makes me think, in comparison to what luck is, but but to be fair, we don't know what luck will be post. Correct. I have my ideas of what I think he's going to be, which will be better than Ryan Tannehill, and that's why you traded me. Probably okay. I mean, I I think that luck is going to be when it's all said and done. I I project him to be top five. I I I can see it. Yeah, I project him to be top five fantasy. Points wise, mm-hmm. so that's why I made the trade, and I already owned ten. I already already had it. I think eleven has to be the magic number. Like I don't think the the Dolphins can win ten games and go and win the and win the division. So to close this out, I will shake your hand to that. We will we will talk. We will talk. <laughs> we will talk money and up. all it is. I up after the show. So a bill. Nobody paying no bill. Nobody paying no bill on that. Gonna bet you half a bill, aka Vontae Davis. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to close out this segment. Now that we've gotten through that, I want to close out this segment by saying, or by asking the question. So Patrick, young Patrick Mahomes, has set the league on fire. Um, He is the talk of the NFL, other than the stupid Fitz Magic stuff. What? Let me let me toot my own horn. I will be in attendance this Sunday at the Chiefs' home opener against the uh, 49ers to take to take in the coronation of young of of our new king, young Patrick Mahomes. But I ask you guys, what do you think his ceiling is for? So, two part question: What do you think his ceiling is for this year? What do you think his ceiling is? 
for his career in terms of how far he can take this team. So to give you context, we always talked about Alex Smith and we felt like Alex Smith at best could probably take you to the second round of the playoffs. If everything went in his favor, maybe an AFC title game. So just to give you context of, of what I mean when I say what is the ceiling on Patrick Mahomes. I believe that Mahomes for this for this season, I believe that he will have a Pro Bowl season. It will be a Pro Bowl type season. I believe they will lose first round of the playoffs. I believe that they still have not fixed that defense problem. And I believe that it's funny. It's all fun and games when you say, hey, we can just outscore everybody when you have to start outscoring everybody. So everyone says that, no, we're just going to have to outscore people. They, yeah, they have the weapons. But that is, that's saying you have to go in week in and week out and just be offensively, like, together and making it happen. And I do not believe that's going to happen. Pat Mahomes, he's going to have a Pro Bowl. He's going to the Pro Bowl. He's going to have a great year. He's going to lead his. He's going to lead the Chiefs to the playoffs. They're going to lose first round. And um, and I, and I and I think that's a good year. I think that's the first good year. And I'm not mad at that, at all. Okay. Far as career wise, I literally have no idea. Like I literally, like, I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't like. I I don't know because it's just. It's, it's, I I think it's hard to say because he's a step above. Like he's like to me, he's a step above these a lot of these quarterbacks coming up, uh, like in the league that you see. Uh, like he's like to me, I believe he's better than Winston. You know, like he's better than Winston. You know, he's better. Uh, I believe he could be better than golf. Okay. You know, and I, like like these like those are two quarterbacks. You know. Coming up, Winston's a knucklehead, but I think he could be better than them. But as far as where he can be, I mean, he's he's no paid Manny. I don't think he have be a pay, ever be a paid Manny. I mean, yeah. he's definitely starting in terms of first year starter. But anyway, that doesn't matter. All I'm saying is he's had a fantastic start. Well, well don't well, don't say that. They don't quit his start to being like like he's gonna be paid Manny though. I didn't. All I said was his start was better. What are you? What are you? Than what are you trying to? What, what, what you were saying? This is someone who you wants implied. to pick a fight with me. He wants no, to pick no, a fight with no. me. No, you I implied. Mean, no, you implied that him being something compared to Peyton Manny because he had a great start. That's because he had a better start than Peyton Manny. That's what you're trying to say, dear listeners out there. I would I would like for you to judge what I just said because I'm sure what I just said was hey he had he started better. The Manny, oh, okay. no, no future pronouncements of what he'll be. But anyway, Mr. Ward, you have the floor, sir. Question is, <clears throat> what is the ceiling for Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback for this year and for his career? Correct. Um, as in, how we would normally say Alex Smith can't get you. Right, he can only get you this right. far. Patrick Mahomes can win you the Super Bowl. This year. Wow. Okay. Patrick Mahomes can I, win you the Super Bowl. I was I I picked up on how you worded that. The Kansas City Chiefs will not win the Super Bowl. 
fact because of aforementioned issues. Because Bob Sutton. However, if something magically happened and Eric Berry got healthy and came into the defense and somehow the linebackers started playing to their fullest potential and a pass rush happened and, you know, Kendall Fuller started playing. If you had a competent defense that wasn't literally last in the league in every category, Patrick Mahomes could win you a Super Bowl this year. Patrick Mahomes' career, though, I believe Patrick Mahomes benefits massively by having Andy Reid as a play caller for him. Ask me if if something happens and Andy Reid goes somewhere or he's, you know, he's got to deal with different offensive coordinator and different coach and he's all of a sudden in this, you know, I've had three coaches and four offensive coordinators in six years like your Mariotas and I think even Andrew Luck has had some, you know, different coaches and different things like that. That plays a huge part, you know. And I think that Patrick Mahomes benefits greatly from the system that he's in and his play calling. And I think that we've noticed that in the first two weeks. Because let's be honest, two of his touchdown passes are highly inflated off of play calls of shovel shovel type passes on I the one yard line. Passes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um so yeah, mind you, he's thrown some great, great passes, but you know, um he's looking the way he looks because of of the play calling and because the defense hasn't been that great, you know? This is true. I think Jackson, they got Jacksonville on the schedule, so, and I think they come to Arrowhead. I believe the Chargers win was very impressive. Um, the Steelers win doesn't look necessarily that Im- impressive much anymore, but it was at Pittsburgh. So, yeah, to answer your question, I think he has the tools, he has the coaching, he has the play calling, he has the the commitment from the team, the leadership right now to win you a Super Bowl. That won't happen because of the defense. Um, but career-wise, you know, I could see him being very good. I could see him um, uh, following in the footsteps of um, someone like a Donovan McNabb, someone who, you know, basically played for the same team for a long time, you know, was considered probably the best quarterback in that program's history, you know, but never made it to the next level of your Breeze Brady's type mentality. Um, but at the same time, you get you get get a defense around him, keep the same coaching staff, and put together somewhat of a uh, a dynasty and and get a ring or two. Who knows? So Chiefs' upcoming schedule. I mean, you're going to find out a lot about Young Mahomes really quick. Next three weeks, not including this 49ers game coming up Sunday at Broncos Monday night, mm-hmm. Jaguars the mm-hmm. following week in Arrowhead at New England mm-hmm. the week after that. And the, and then following that, Bengals Bengals defense might looking pretty good thus far. So yeah. that, that's going to be four really quick tests to find out exactly how good he is for this season. I think Pro Bowl, like I agree with you guys, Pro Bowl is definitely in, in his sights. Um, I think this offense is is incredible though. Uh, I mean, that touchdown throw to Tyreek where they had him single covered, he beats Artie Burns off. Artie Burns tries to press cover. He he whiffs, and as soon as he whiffs, it's over. Like you could pretty much, Mahomes could have just thrown the ball and just put his hands up and said, and just walked to the bench. It was over. So okay, I got a question real quick. Yeah. So would you consider the offense incredible, or is it Mahomes and Tyreek are incredible, and they have 
a good supporting cast. No, because I mean, Sammy Watkins went off last week. Travis Kelsey caught two touchdowns uh, last week. Um, Tyreek has been amazing. Like he's the linchpin that makes this thing go. Yeah. But I think that if you take Tyreek out of this offense, I don't. The big playability, I think, gets hurt a little bit because some of this is Tyreek catching these passes and make, making one man miss, and it's over. But I think if you still have Kelsey Watkins, the thing to me is they've got to figure out the running game before things get slowed down. Mm-hmm. They figure that out, then they're in a better spot. So I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but it's in terms of his long-term viability, um, I think that a Super Bowl, if they can figure out this defense and they can keep these offensive pieces together before he he has to sign a long-term deal, they could be in a great great spot to win a Super I'll Bowl. I'll say this much. If he's playing against the likes of a depleted wild-card Patriots, the division-winning Dolphins, the division-winning Ravens, and, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, if you're Steelers and Patriots and – If he ever let the Dolphins keep him out of the – Listen, the Titans – I'm, I'm running my homes out. The Titans put the Chiefs out of the playoffs that's last true. year, man. That's true. Like, that's yeah, – oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so you guys let us know what you think, man. If you're in Kansas City and listen to this, let us know what you think about Young Mahomes, what his ceiling is going to be. Uh, real quick, we want to go to our final song. We're going to have a quick little segment on the OT. Last song of the day is from one of my favorite groups of all time, R&B groups. I think they were mentioned on the Same Difference podcast not too long ago. This is Boys the Men with Doing Just Fine on It's a Black and White Thing with A1, A Ward, and The Los Factor. Just fine from my Vontae Davis. I'm leaving and I'm never coming back. Playlist. Um, so last little segment here. This is the OT. Just anything that we from around the world of sports that we didn't get a chance to talk to or talk about. So the big news out of the NBA last night. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw this story, but Jimmy Butler has requested a trade. He met with Tom Thibodeau and the Wolves, uh, Timberwolves, Brass. He requested a trade. I believe he the rumored destinations of places he would like to go. The Clippers, the Nets, and I think the Knicks are the three teams on his list of, of teams he would like to go to. Um, at When this was announced, 
Andrew Wiggins' brother, Nick, got on social media and, and one word, hallelujah, to the news of Jimmy Butler wanting to be traded. Following up with that, Andrew Wiggins, I'm, I'm sorry, Jimmy Butler was shown doing a workout on a hill. And as he finishes his little set, he was doing like, um, he was uh, going from side to side up this hill. When he gets to the camera, he goes, hallelujah, keep that same energy. <laughs> all right. So then in this little Royal Rumble, all of a sudden, Steven Jackson decides to enter the fray. And I believe I have the clip of this. Um, this is what Steven Jackson had to say about this situation. I think she should have went with uh, Andrew Wiggins and his brother when Andrew found out his brother sent out that tweet about hallelujah and all that, right? I'm Andrew Wiggins. Say, big bro, I don't think you should have sent that tweet out. Why you say that? Shit, because, you know, Jimmy Butler, man, he played with a lot of heart. He played hard. He played with a lot of heart. And I ain't got no heart. Now, you want to get on social media and talk about Jimmy? We lose him. Our team ain't got no heart. Now, if you're going, if you're going to take me uh, to the Wizard and uh, help me find a yellow big road to give me a heart, then cool. You can talk about Jimmy all you want because you know I ain't got no heart. So, shit, you going to take that back or, or tell me find a yellow big road and take me to the Wizard, man, because, shit, I ain't got no heart at all. That's why Cleveland traded me. No bullshit. Nigga, you ain't got no heart. And your brother... You ain't gonna play basketball. Why you worry about that, bro? But like he said, keep that same energy. So that was Stephen Jackson. Hold up, B. I got one more. That was Stephen Jackson talking about Andrew Wiggins and his brother on social media, speaking on Jimmy Butler. So Andrew Wiggins was like, "Okay, you want me to keep that same energy? Let me turn my fatigues off." Because he hopped on Instagram and had the following. To say about Steven Jackson. Oh, dude, stay hating like he was anything special. Bum, you know, special word. I keep that same energy everywhere I go. So Steven Jackson was not done. He had something to say. Oh, breaking news. Baker Mayfield is going, is making his debut, by the way. So this is Steven Jackson responding to that Instagram post. Say, Lil, you got a lot of talent, kid. You got a lot of talent. And I, I hope you have a good year. I hope somewhere you can find some heart and find some passion for the game and have a good year. I really wish you the best. Oh, I'm 40. Thank God I'm happy to see 40. Bum, I've I never been. Never been that. You know that. Uh, I'm from the old school, bro. I'm cut under the old law. You know what I'm saying? Respect it or check it. All that. I'm going to have that same energy when... Wherever I go, all that. Say, man, make sure your energy straight when you see me, bro. All right? I'm pretty sure you know who I am. Make sure your energy straight. Just focus on finding some heart and having a good year. I wish you the best. You got a lot of talent. Just find that. Please don't try to do that with me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just keep that same energy. I'll catch you in traffic. 100. Let me tell you something. <sighs> I get it. You young boys, you're full of piss and vinegar. Y'all, you know, you feel like you, you got the world at, at, at your fingertips. You can do whatever you want. Y'all need to learn to stop messing with these OGs. Y'all didn't see the video. But before he starts talking, he had just taken a drag of something. <laughs> I don't know if it was hookah. 
<laughs> I don't know if it was a cool menthol. Or I don't know if it was some of that good good. What I do know is he took a long drag on it, and when he started the video, he blew it out. And when he called you little one. Because he wants all the smoke. All the smoke. <laughs> when he called you little one, that was like, okay. But when he said, I'll catch you in traffic, someone on Andrew <laughs> Wiggins' team need to have should have gotten on the phone and said, hey, um, my bad, bro. We was just playing. Like, man, this is jokes. Like, <laughs> like man, I, I'm trying to be a personality, too. Like, my agent said, like, be more lively on Twitter. Like, this is jokes. Like, <laughs> Yo, straight up. Like, <sighs> like, listen, man, y'all got to stop messing with these old, especially these old heads who are stay-ready all-stars. Steven Jackson went into the stands at the Malice at the Palace <laughs> without a care for his life or anyone. The only life he cared about was Ron Artest. Steven Jackson fired off shots at a strip club. Like, this is not the person you wanted with, young young Master Wiggins. Please, please, you young people, stop fooling with these OGs out here. And there's an update on this. So around 1 o'clock this afternoon, um, he put a, Steven put out an Instagram tweet, or a tweet that was attached to an Instagram post, and it said he received a call from another OG, a Stay Ready Hall of Famer, Jerry Stackhouse called him and Stackhouse (laughs) called him. His only crime was going to North Carolina. Go ahead. Anyway, (laughs) indebted the beef. So the beef has been resolved. It's over with because Jerry Stackhouse is kind of like Jay Prince. When Jay Prince says it's done, it's done. Um, And so, again, that's the moral of the story, young people. Stop fooling with these OGs, man. I get it. Y'all feel like y'all y'all on top of the world, but these OGs not here to play with y'all. They got they got that old man strength. They got that wisdom. They've been fighting all their life. Some of these some of these cases. Listen, this is all you need to know about Stephen Jackson. He's from Port Arthur, Texas, <laughs> home of UGK. That's all you need to know. He is not the one to mess with. So and Andrew Wiggins is from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we can just end it there. Signing off. <laughs> Signing off. Hey, hello Canada. <laughs> but yo, call 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 Wiggins Canada. Get your boy back. Yo, but that's our time, man. We are going to end it on that note. We appreciate y'all for for riding with us. I know we won't be here next week because. We will be out of town next Philly, week. Philly, me and A Ward and I. Um, he'll be in. We'll be in Philly. You know, um, the city of brotherly chill, love. Chill, 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 A Ward, because I might show up. I mean, you more than hey, welcome. Be, be. The more the merrier. On, you know what I'm saying? Hotel paid for, man. Come through. You know, I hear, I hear you. I hear you. So you know, I won't be able. So this is our annual black and white thing retreat. So we're gonna we're go. gonna be kicking it in Philly. So there will be no show next week. We'll see what we do going forward. But mm-hmm. it feels good to be back. And Definitely. we're at an hour and almost forty minutes. I think is how how the time is looking. I don't want to hear no complaints. If you watch, if you listen to that three hour Joe Budden podcast talking about Eminem, you can listen to this one <laughs> all the way through. No, nah, nah. I stopped a couple of times on that. But anyway, until next time for A One A Ward. And the Lost Factor, it's been a black and white thing. We'll holler at y'all, man, in a couple of weeks.